Top of the morning. It's the dose. It's the dose. We're back. Thanks again for everyone joining in. This is Mark Hutchins with Jeremy Clevin and B. Ronovich. <laughs> Special guest back in the house, Tina Tambor. What's up? Yeah. Giving us the state of the union. Yes. What our market We used is to do this doing. quarterly with you. Yes. And uh, it's been six months since we had you in here. Yeah, I guess the market got a little boring, so you're like, You're uh, a hot commodity. It was summertime. Everyone wants you, so it's tough to get you. Oh, All we did is lay on the beach too. for the last six months and roll out replays. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny flashback. you should say that. It is funny you should say that because when we start talking about the seasonality of the market, I have a little theory as um, about that seasonality. Right about now, we start to see listings rise. And especially in the upper end, we start to see that October is generally a pretty big month. Mm-hmm. This October has been a bit disappointing for new listings. Um, the last I checked, it was down about 8%, but we're not all the way through the month yet. So we probably will see a few more. But what that does is people who come in off the summer who did not sell, guess what happens when you get a bunch of new listings on the market? They start reducing their price. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we generally start to see price reductions rise between now and Thanksgiving. And then we'll see a break. And then come January 1st, they will start off like, Nothing ever happened. They come out with a bang because we have a whole other slew of new listings that come on in the month of January. So right about now, in the fourth quarter, seasonally, it is a very good time to be a buyer because we see a a little bit of a rally in new listings, but we don't generally see a rally in new buyers in the fourth quarter. So for those who are in the lower price ranges where we were just discussing yesterday, right, right that uh, we have low supply situations, especially under 300,000, but really, really under 200,000. Um, there's a little bit of relief for that buyer who's willing to plug it out through the fourth quarter because they won't most likely have more competition, but they may get just a smidgen more to choose from. So you're saying tis the season. Tis the <clears throat> season, absolutely. And especially if you're a luxury buyer, it's really good to be a luxury Byron. buyer in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Byron. Totally. That's right. Totes, man. Totes. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, we can expect, again, in the luxury market over 500000 expect to see the price reductions go up every single week until spring. Um, this, is, this is officially the beginning of buyer season for them. But we'll see the maximum number of buyers come in in the spring where we still will have a big flush of new listings. So mm-hmm. everybody thinks about the springtime for the luxury market. But if you're a buyer, you really... If you want to get the maximum amount of supply and the least a number of competing buyers, this is the time. And this is the time where you do have to d- dive into the Cromford Report or listen to Tina on the Daily Dose Absolutely. or share this with your friends and get ahead of this because this is the time to make those strategic reductions, I think, on the listings. Because again, mm-hmm. like you said, we're coming into the season where it's not in your favor. Right. Well, and a lot of people do, uh, many sellers, when we talk about, quote unquote, timing the market for a seller, many sellers feel like that is the springtime because that's when we have the most buyers, but that's also when you have the most competition as well for those same buyers. So you see a lot of competing price reductions, dueling price reductions until all the way into like April and May. And then they drop off as those particular listings will either cancel or expire and then wait all summer long, and guess when they relist? October. Right the sweet spot. October they relist. Not when we get more buyers. 
We only get new listings. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So, but you know, hey, we're under 100 degrees, so we have that going for us. Yes. Uh, just get hallelujah. To the 70s. We could just get all. to the 80s, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Absolutely. And then we'll work on the then 70s. We'll work on the 70s, I guess. So we yeah. talked yesterday about that dirty little shift word. And if, is there anything <laughs> out there right now that's on your mind, concerns you, is what a I'm, affordability? What I would love to hear, no. And actually, um, speaking of affordability, we talked a little bit about that yesterday, too, where affordability is still very, very good in the city. Um, for one, We've got three percent, full three percent below where we were in two thousand six for interest rates. We've got um, bigger homes being purchased for the same prices, and um, so in that, in terms of affordability, I'm not foreseeing any kind of problems there at this point. I, when we start to think about shift, oftentimes I'm I'm not sure where the rumors are coming from it. Are they thinking that there's going to be a shift downward in price? Are they thinking there's going to be a shift in the economy? Are they thinking there's going to, where is this shift supposed to be coming from? Both of those things. If I was to, it could be, it could be any of the above thinking at least, right? It could be any of the above that they're thinking. I think it also has to do maybe more with consumer behavior and how we're identifying feeling, nurture our feelings. We are emotional. People. Yes. That I'm is emotional. the one thing that is incredibly <laughs> difficult to measure. Um, so there are a few things when we start talking about feelings, careful how you say this. Feelings. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> don't, we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah. Nothing more than uh, feelings. Um, there are a lot of feelings going on, by the way. Uh, for not to get political, but if you are a DACA type person, you know, one of the, the young people who are here illegally, but have been told you can stay, get a job, pay taxes, blah, blah, blah. There is a lot of uncertainty surrounding the future of DACA. So if you are somebody who doesn't know if you're going to be able to stay in the country, your confidence in buying a home and committing to a 30-year mortgage could be quite low. Yeah. So those, that's how feelings can affect the real estate market. When people don't feel confident enough to commit long-term to a property purchase, then um, you're going to see a little softening. And we have seen a little softening in the West Valley, by the way, in terms of, of demand. So it could just be a temporary little you know, wait-and-see kind of action. Um, also, when it comes to feelings in the luxury market, when we see the economy doing relatively well, we see the stock market, stock market going crazy high, but we don't see corporate profits following along. If corporate profits are flat while our market, the stock market is going up, those two things by themselves aren't bad, but together it doesn't give a luxury buyer the confidence to necessarily purchase a lot of luxury real estate. They might be optimistically... You know, cautiously optimistic. Right. Um, so the luxury market is still doing very well, but certain issues that if they've got international exposure on their portfolios or in their company, a lot of those types of buyers will be very attuned to how their corporations are doing and uh, how their how the their individual investments are performing. So if they're feeling any kind of insecurity in that level, they may kind of chill out on the real estate side. So they're just little things like that when it comes to emotions. Um, but in, for the rest of us, oftentimes, if you feel secure in your job, 
you feel very good about how much money you're making, and you are generally optimistic about your future, that is good for real estate. It will party hard. That's yes. right. That's when we're partying. Yeah. So, you know, you get yeah. the boomerang buyers coming out and they're like, party yay, time. get to buy again, you know, kind of rebuild this, I'm tired of renting. And, um, and they will get out there. However, you start asking them to pay over list price and they're like, uh-uh. eh, I don't know if you know this about me, but I've already done that. It didn't work out so right. well. Right. So they are less willing to pay over market value as they were, say, in 2006. <clears throat> So as a result, we are in a seller's market, but what percentage of listings do you think are actually selling over list price right now? Over list price? Over list price. Oh, geez. 4%. Oh, wow. You want to take a guess? I would think it would be higher, 10, 11%. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's actually, uh, it is 14%. 14 to 15% right now. We hit a peak of 17% during the peak season. However... Do you guys remember the years 2001 through 2003? That was our last balanced market. Those are first year in real estate, 2001. (laughs) And it was pretty balanced. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to probably go back to that type of marketing plan. Um, No internet or email? (laughs) Those were the days when all I had to check was voicemail, but I digress. Anyhow. We had email, but on your machine at home. 2001 to 2003 was our last balanced market, and we had about 14 percent of our listings were selling over list price in a regular market. So um, we're seeing an increase in the properties being sold at list, but we're not seeing a huge increase in those being sold over list price. And even though we have seen a little bit of an increase, it's really more indicative of a regular old everyday seller's market than it is any kind of major shift. Uh, I think if we're having any kind of shift, we're shifting back to normal which a lot of people haven't seen before. So they're like, I don't know what to do in this market. That's probably where the the uncertainty comes with them. Because, I mean, normal is wonderful. I mean, right. it means you kind of have to put your, I'm a salesperson, I'm a business owner hat on and get right. to work, which again, that's, that's you good. You can't just get a bank as a client and yep. be fed. You, my, you know, it. you can't, it's not like 2005 where you could drop your card on the <clears> ground <throat> and have a listing that afternoon to yeah. sell it by the evening. <laughs> it's right. not Seriously, that kind of market either. It's not so. There. This is actually a, a normal everyday market. It's a good sign then for for the economy in general. Mm-hmm. So you you do your typical things as a as an agent when you're looking for listings. You look for turnover rates. You look for the number of uh, properties you have in a subdivision and how many sold in the last year and how many sold the year before that. Is it are you seeing an increase in turnover, a decrease in turnover? What's the foreclosure rates in there? Mm-hmm. And you pick an area that seems to have a, a very good level of people shifting in and out of it. Um, right now, those types of areas, like say for instance in Scottsdale, you might be looking at neighborhoods that land between 300 and 500,000. You're seeing people you know, deciding to sell those and maybe move up or move elsewhere within the, within the metropolitan Phoenix area. That's good news. That's good. It's a good state of the union for, mm-hmm. the, for the most part. Finally getting people who can move. And we don't have a lot of those people who can move under 200,000. We still have some underwater homeowners. We still have um, the those landlords that never wanted to be a landlord, but just didn't want to go through a foreclosure short sale. You still have um, some recovering areas, but for the most part, we're seeing a pretty good recovery level um, activity. Well, Tina's well, going to stay with us for the next couple of days, which whether is a good we say, yeah, whether yeah. we, yeah, we're going to, we're going to make you stay for the next couple of days. Okay. <laughs> um, so stay tuned again t- tomorrow for some more Tina Tambor 
Thanks to our sponsors, VIP Mortgage, Alliance Property Inspections, and The Bug Warrior. Guys, we'll see you tomorrow. See ya! Mm, bye. <laughs>